you're listening to Astroscope, astrology podcast by Mark Lerner and Great Bear Enterprises. This podcast is sponsored by Buzzword Consulting and Forfame.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our podcast 99. It is Thursday, July 14, 2022, and after offering the astrology on overturning Roe versus Wade Part 1, we now present the launch of GPS Astrology Magazine and how the Great Bear began. This new podcast focuses attention on how Great Bear Enterprises began following my working at Lucis Trust in New York City and being a member of the Findhorn Foundation in Scotland and the launch of our new astrological metaphysical journal at the Leo Aquarius full moon on August 11th. GPS Astrology is an online magazine dedicated to providing a rainbow bridge pathway between the astrozodiacal and metaphysical fields of study on Earth with the supernal triangle of the Great Bear, the Pleiades, and the star Sirius considered to be the father, mother, and Christ child of many streams of the ageless wisdom teachings. Overall, this is the 99th podcast offered to the public since May of 2019. Having said that, um, I want to share three symbols uh, at the outset here from Dane Rodgers and Astrological Mandala. And I've shared from this book before. Um, they are a variation of what his colleague, Dr. Mark Edmund Jones, created back in around 1924 in San Diego with the psychic Elsie Wheeler, who was able to create 360 different images of the 360 degrees of the zodiac. And it turns out very, very often that when you start an enterprise or look at your birth chart or the chart for the start of a business or the beginning of an administration in Washington, D.C., buying a car or any birth of anything, you often want to take a look at significant symbols. And Dane Rudger's guide, he was my main male uh, mentor and teacher, uh, as many of you know from listening to the other podcasts I've done. Again, if you go to the Mark Lerner Astrology Radio Astroscope section uh, at greatbearenterprise.com, please go in the folder. We have folders for each one with different charts. And in this folder for 99, we have the cover of our Virgo 1990 issue on Great Bear Enterprise with a very beautiful uh, bear sim- symbology. And I'll be reading from the article I wrote on page 24 called Great Bear Adventures to give the background. I've already now given you the definition that we're starting. A new magazine, which will be online, will start quarterly. It's going to begin at, on August 11th. That's a very significant date for all of this. Uh, at the full moon of Leo and Aquarius in a couple of weeks. Right now, this is uh, January, excuse me, July 14th, uh, 2022. So the first edition will be coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, what I'd like to do, though, is read these symbols. They're very appropriate for this particular podcast at this time. Right now, the sun is located at 23 degrees of the sign Cancer, and the symbol is the meeting of a literary society, of all things, considering after 41 years launching a new um, edition, or shall we say variation, of what began as Welcome to Planet Earth back in Amherst and uh, Wisconsin and out here in Oregon for a 20-year cycle from 1981 to 2000. Of course, the cosmic calendar that many of you are either subscribed to or, 
or you have one day at a time, Astrology, Cosmic Calendar, Calendar with an A, with a K, um, that app is still available out there for iPhone and Android phones. You should get it if you don't already have it. And we also have a podcast um, about the Cosmic Calendar and why you should get it. That's also in the podcast section. At any rate, here's the sun symbol for right now as I'm sharing with you the launch of what will be GPS Astrology in a couple of weeks and the background of how all this began at Findhorn and through Lucis Trust. The meeting of a literary society is, is the symbol for today of the sun degree. The keynote, according to Rudyard, is an objective and critical approach to the common factors in our culture and to its psychological problems. And at the end, he gives um, a key word of intellectualization. Now, the, the other, uh, the lunar symbol is fascinating as well. As many of you know, I've shared a lot about the power of the moon uh, in, in the different podcasts, both in your natal chart, your progressions, the transits, of course, with the cosmic calendar, all the different sky cycles that I've been doing for 41 years, the lunar trines, the sextiles, the sun-moon cycles, new moon, first quarter, full moon, last quarter, so many alignments of the moon are always in the daily cosmic calendar, and each of us has a powerful personality, mood, feeling, instinct, past life, energy field of where the moon is. But of course, to know the moon, you can't just know what your time of the year is and figure out your sun sign. You have to look it up. You have to understand more of how fast the moon is changing every two and a half days. And that demands going to an astrologer or getting into your chart and being able to see where the moon actually is. So the moon at this moment, 11 degrees Aquarius, during a silent hour, a man re receives a new inspiration which may change his life. Keynote, the need to rely upon inner inspiration and guidance at the start of new developments. And the keynote that Rudyard gives is an overshadowing, overshadowing of the individual consciousness by the inner yet transcendent power. So that those are the two symbols, the sun and cancer, emphasizing a literary society and this uh, really beautiful symbol of the moon. Uh, during a silent hour, man receives a new inspiration which may change his life. By the way, as you will see, there is an extraordinary cover image that my daughter Katya Lerner designed, and this goes back to last August. This has all been kind of in a, almost like a pregnancy cycle uh, beyond nine months, because I, I wanted to start GPS astrology a long time ago but it's, it has its own timing. So the original inspiration goes all the way back to August 4th of 2021 when Katya designed the beautiful astounding cover that shows this giant triangle of the Great Bear, the Pleiades, and Sirius. And just keep in mind, we know that GPS in our current modern world is really connected to the idea of global positioning satellites well, as, as you'll see when I read about Great Bear Adventures, the Great Bear, the star Sirius, which is actually a double star system, and the Pleiades, this triangle is what I consider, and from all the teachings I've studied, whether it's the Alice Bailey teachings, Lucis Publishing, Lucis Trust, um, uh, George Gurdjieff, Rudolf Steiner, Findhorn, so many other teachings from Edgar Cayce and onward, about the power of these constellations. And there is this giant triangle or trinity, which in many ways is referred to in the Ageless Wisdom streams of consciousness and teachings as a, an example of the father, mother, and Christ child principles of that dynamic triangle. So that's what's on the cover there. 
which also shows astrology as a technique, a tool, an oracle, an art, a science on Earth as we approach this more cosmic energy field of the Great Bear, Sirius and the Pleiades. And so in coming up with the idea of GPS, um, those are the first letters of Great Bear, of Pleiades and Sirius, and it's kind of a play on words of the idea of global positioning satellites on Earth, as well as the idea that astrology is not an end in itself, but it's a technique, a tool, an oracle, an art, a science, whatever you might call it, in order to grow and evolve and also to create and work with the principles of what I call goodwill as love in action. And over at Lucis Trust, uh, if you ever go to their website, lucistrust.org, one of their organizations, and when I was there back in 1974-75 before going to Findhorn, um, and still in existence is World Goodwill, okay, and World Goodwill is, is international. Um, I recommend all of you to sort of check that out. There's all kinds of free literature if you go to elucistrust.org about the organization World Goodwill. Also, they have an organization called Triangles, where you and two other people, and you can just decide to do this, create meditations uh, every week, could be every day, and belong to the organization of Triangles. Again, there are brochures and all kinds of literature that you can get that's complimentary as well by going to elucistrust.org. The third symbol had, was very uh, strongly emphasized by Dave Rudger when he wrote um, about the destiny of America in, in that particular book um, back, oh, what is it now, 50 years ago, The Astrological Destiny of, of America. And he posited a symbol connected particularly to all the esoteric symbols on the, the dollar bill uh, and on um, all the different keynotes um, that go back to kind of Freemasonry and the history of the United States of the founding fathers and mothers. The symbol for the exact time that I'm sharing with this, what's rising, the Great Pyramid and the Sphinx, 14 degrees of Sagittarius, as I'm going to be sharing with you the story of the Great Bear Enterprise, how it all began. The keynote, the enduring power of occult knowledge and of its quasi-divine custodians, seed men of a previous cycle of existence. And Rudyard shares about this. He says, the symbol interpret, interpreted from a personal point of view points to the greatness of a soul's past achievements and the value of trying to revoke this past. What is revealed is the power of spiritual ancestry. He also says, the great, the great pyramid and the Sphinx are witnesses to such a tradition, which is an original tradition um, based on the perfect knowledge of the archetypal principles and forms which underlie all manifestations of life on this earth. And he also says, the Great Pyramid and the Sphinx are witnesses to such a tradition, especially for the Western world. The symbol implies that such an archetypal knowledge remains the foundation upon which men's minds can still build solid and val valid formulations as new evolutionary developments are pending. Now, remember, Rudyard and many other male writers would often use he and his. This refers to all genders, okay, male and female, even though in some of the writings from people from decades ago, they would use he and him. To me, um, we have to remember it's all human beings, men and women of all races, religions, philosophies across the board. Okay, so having said all that, um, I'm really going to just plow into what I wrote a long time ago and how all of this began, because the Great Bear and the Seven Stars, um, particularly of the Big Dipper, is where all of this began for me 
back at Lucis Trust and then Fintorn. And also, by the way, the movie Close Encounters, and maybe in a part two at some point, I'll explain how when that movie came out, uh, both Star Wars came out in May of 1977 from uh, George Lucas. And then in the fall, the Steven Spielberg, a great movie, Close Encounters, or The Third Kind. And in that movie, Richard Dreyfus, the main actor, um, before he goes, well, while he's about to go to Devil's Tower, I'm get, giving some of this away, looks up and sees UFOs making the Big Dipper in the sky, and he laughs and thinks how astounding that is. Again, it re then it leads to the conclusion. At any rate, if you've never seen Close Encounters, particularly the extended version of Close, Close Encounters, there's extended versions, and it's often on whether HBO or Stars or different channels. I hardly recommend it because, again, in that main scene in 1977, um, before I actually incorporated Great Bear Enterprises out here in, in Oregon and as I was beginning to get into the seven stars, that was a catalyst in that particular movie. At that point, I was 27 years old. I had just experienced in progressions what's called your first progressed lunar return. Just so you know, each one of us, not this is not in transits, every one of us gets 13 lunar returns in a calendar year when the moon comes back as it has a 27 plus day cycle, but on pro what we call secondary progressions, each one of us, when we're 27 years and three months and when we're 54 and a half, and then 27 plus years later, when we're around 81, 82, that's when the moon comes back in what's called secondary progressions. So whether you know it or not, it's, it would be kind of fascinating to look back when you were 27 years old and three to four months, what was happening in your life because your moon would have come back. If you're older and you are either approaching 54 and a half or recently you've been 54 and a half, that's the second time that the moon comes back. So at any rate, I do have a moon in Sagittarius. That is the sign that's rising. Um, the moon in Aquarius is not far from where I have Venus in my birth chart. And in uh, where the sun is now, that symbol of the literary society, which I find pretty astounding that I didn't plan to do this podcast today, I didn't know that the sun was in a symbol relating to a literary society. I didn't know the moon would be in Aquarius at that spot. Uh, this is all sort of being orchestrated in a way by forces uh, above and beyond my personality to put this all together. So uh, again, please do go to Great Bear Enterprises. That's greatbearenterprises with an S.com and go to the Mark Lerner Astrology Radio Astroscope section. This is podcast 99 because we are going to put an image of the cover um, where I'm reading from Virgo 1990. And that's almost 32 years ago now that I wrote this particular uh, story, Great Bear Enterprise. However, before Great Bear, before Welcome to Planet Earth, was a magazine which started around 1987 to the year 2000. It had been a newspaper from 1982 to 1987. And initially it was a staple together newsletter. That's how this all began out of a dream and a vision, which I'll explain to you in a moment. So this original story was actually in the newspaper version from December of 1982. So if we go back to when I originally wrote all this, that's 40, almost 40 years ago now almost 40 years ago that I wrote this particular article. So here, here goes. Okay, Great Bear, Enterprise, Great Bear Enterprises by Mark Lerner. The following is a revised version of a feature which originally ran in the very first Welcome to Planet Earth newspaper in December 1982. In late 1989, early 1990, a wonderful movie called The Bear appeared in the Western world. 
It was a stunning film that made me feel the bear economic market was coming to our shores. Now in the summer of 1990, with gas prices rising, fears of stagflation, much talk of re recession. Now think about what's going on right now in 2022. This is from Virgo of the summer of 1990 in my introduction. Once again, um, I'm saying a this movie called The Bear has come out in 1990, and it was a stunning film that made me feel the, quote, bear economic market, unquote, was coming to our shores. Now, in the summer of 1990, with gas prices rising, fears of stagflation, much talk of recession, New England in a tailspin, and the uh, savings and loan, if you remember that mess, a full-fledged bear market is all but a certainty. And the Russian bear has been growling for the last few years, culminating the summer with revolutionary upheavals at the Communist Party Congress in Moscow in July. Keep watching the news in the coming weeks and months for more revelations on the Russian bear. But there is another bear, the great bear of the cosmos, and that's what this adventure story is all about. Bold title, How the Great Bear Began. Back in 1971, I began exploring esoteric philosophy according to Gurdjieff and Ospensky. That led to an interest with the 78 tarot cards and keeping a dream notebook in order to explore the inner realms. A passionate study of all facets of astrological science surfaced in June 1972. That led to my becoming a member of the Arcane School, a worldwide school of meditation linked to the work of Alice A. Bailey and the Tibetan Master D.K. And by the way, that school still exists. If you go to lucistrust.org, you can look into becoming a member of the Arcane School, which I was a part of back a long time ago. Okay, continue with my article. Continuing in this vein, I joined the staff of Lucis Trust and the Lucis Publishing Company in New York City. The Arcane School and Lucis Trust are different aspects of one enterprise. I remained on the staff from early 19, 1975 until the fall of 1976. That period began my three-year adventure as a member of the Findhorn Foundation in Northern Scotland. The Findhorn Foundation is also known as a special, quote, alternative community, unquote, dating back to its founding, November 17, 1962. Its early work centered around a remarkable experimental link between the human, plant, angelic, and divine kingdoms. That initial focus has widened and unfolded, allowing the foundation to become more of a planetary light center. Approximately 200 people live there and thousands come each year for workshops, conferences, and daily tours. At any rate, it was back in Fintorn in the spring of 1979, just before my first daughter, Gabrielle Marie, was born, that I was fortunate enough to pick up a copy of Jeffrey Ash's The Ancient Wisdom. For over three months, the book sat on my shelf until one day I was prompted by an intuition to pour through it. I was instantly enthralled and excited. All of my esoteric studies and astrological pursuits seemed to come together. In a new way, all pathways appeared directed to one celestial symbol and source of power. According to Ash, the great bear has been and is the primary image vitalizing the mystical and sacred seven vibration on earth and throughout humanity. Going through H.P. Blavatsky and the secret doctrine, ancient mythologies, studies of the sevenfold rhythm of the week and phases of the moon, Ash reveals how powerful the bear image has been for humanity, both the heavenly Big Dipper of the Great Bear constellation and the various bear totems in Siberia, 
for the American Indians, the Eskimos, the Ainus of Japan, and the ancient Greeks. I was fascinated to learn that the word Arctic is derived from the Greek Arctos or North. The literal meaning is the bear's place. The Latin septentrio means north as well and related to the seven oxen, another reference to the seven main stars of the great bear's big dipper. The great bear is the main power center of the sky with its sevenfold energies. Esoterically, it is considered the source of the seven rays or streams of life to our solar system and the earth. Ash suggests that this constellation was primary because it pivoted around the, the celestial pole and that the legendary Shambhala of the Far East and the magical mountains of diverse cultures represented its power and wisdom transplanted on the earth. Ash also explains that ancient shamans or priests would dress as bears when acting out certain important tribal rituals. There was also a strong bear link to Greek mythology through the moon goddess Artemis, who turned her friend Callisto and her son into the great bear and little bear. Sometimes the constellation of the great bear found seven supreme earthly representatives. For instance, the seven sages of ancient Greece and the seven rishis of Hindu teachings. Rather than the great bear, often the reference is to the seven bears. One interesting suggestion by Ash is a definite parallel between the amazing British pilg pilgrimage town of Glastonbury, the center of the legends regarding King Arthur and a special visit by Jesus, and Shambhala, a divine power station said to be etherically centered in the Gobi Desert. Both centers appear to be 51 plus degrees north of the equator. That is remarkable in itself. However, that means both centers are one-seventh of the distance around the Earth, starting from the central equatorial circle. Now here in bold, the seven stars of the Great Bear. So here are the names, just so you know. Dub at 15 of Leo, which is the lead pointer. Merak, which is 20 degrees of Leo, the second pointer. Fact, which is at one degree of Virgo, Kapha at three of Virgo, Alioth at nine of Virgo, Mizar at 16 degrees of Virgo, and Binet Nash at 27 of Virgo. Um, if, you look at the if you look at our folder for uh, Podcast 99, I, you will see a facsimile of this page so you can see uh, from A to G which stars are in which places of the seven stars of the Great Bear or of the Big Dipper. Continuing, all of these inspirations focus me back in, to Esoteric Astrology, the book by Alice A. Bailey, inspired by her teacher, the Tibetan master D.K. In that source, there is much mention of the supernal triangle of the Great Bear, the Pleiades, and the star Sirius as our celestial father, mother, and Christ child. Also note that the two pointers, Jube and Merrick, are considered special as they direct our gaze. Got to turn the page here for a second as they direct our gaze to Polaris, the North Star, pole star for the Piscean and Aquarian ages. By the summer of 1979, just as my daughter was born and the planet Saturn completed its first 29 and a half year cycle around the Zodiac from my birth in March of 1950, I gave birth to Great Bear, a journal of the new astrology and the Western mysteries. I didn't know it then, but it turned into a one-time issue. Via its death, somewhat like a supernova explosion of a star or seed falling deeply into an unknown soil, invisible preparations began for its reincarnation as the current welcome to planet Earth. 
Welcome to Planet Earth began, amazingly enough, in June 1981, just as my second daughter, Katya Juliet, was born at the summer solstice. And by the way, Katya is the managing editor for GPS Astrology. At that time, in 1981, we had a handful of subscriptions and a vague dream. Now we have well over 2,000 subscriptions nationally and internationally in a circulation estimated at 5,000 to 8,000 readers every month. Oddly enough, the bear symbolism is stark, starkly apparent at my birth. At my birth, the sign Aquarius was rising, with the giant planet Jupiter just three degrees from the horizon at 23 degrees Aquarius. The symbol given out in Dane Rogers and astrological mandala for that degree is, quote, a big bear sitting down and waving all its paws, unquote. He refers to this degree as offering specialized training for certain work and offers a keyword of discipleship. And then I ended my story by saying... If any of you have items to share about the bear motif, symbolism, and mythology, please write to us. The great bear is just a phone call or letter, or letter away. So again, originally December of 1982, almost 40 years ago, then repeated in the Virgo 1990 issue. Please again go to the folder at Great Bear Enterprises in the Mark Lerner Astrology Radio Astroscope section to see all of this. So again, um, I'm keeping this relatively short for a change. I know uh, a lot of people say, do you have to do three hours? Do you have to do two hours? <laughs> Can't you keep it shorter? By the way, again, if you have the Astrology Cosmic Calendar, Calendar with a K app, whether you have it free one day at a time, of course, I always recommend subscribing for a year is only $49.99. And I'm giving people um, two freebie reports from our astrology report section that are sent as attachments to email. Heaven knows what, a fantastic report on your natal chart transits and transits, as well as a child star natal report for any child in your family. That's if you join for a year, $49.99. Six months is $29.99. A month is $5.99. So it's only as something like 20 cents a day to be able to actually go into the future and really work on your becoming a professional astrologer on your own by tuning into the cosmic calendar, the cycles in the sky. So everything isn't just our own birth chart, our own transits, our own progressions. We, we can't forget that we are literally, each one of us, our birth charts, born at a moment of time in a particular place, we are walking cosmic calendar energies. So if we forget the cosmic calendar, we're not looking at the cycles in the heavens, we're missing at least 50% of all the meaningful cycles that are going on, whether it's new moon, first quarter, last quarter, full moons, eclipses, all the daily lunar alignments, conjunctions, trines, sextiles, squares, oppositions. In the cosmic calendar, we include quintiles, sometimes biquintiles. I share about the four main asteroid series, Pals, Juno, and Vesta, particularly brought to us by Eleanor Bach, my main female teacher who I learned from uh, right at the beginning in 1972, 1973, and when she came out with her extraordinary book, her hardcover book on the four main asteroids. So, and then Chiron as well. Um, sometimes I'll be mentioning the cosmic calendar about Cirrus, Cir uh, excuse me, uh, Sedna or Eris, and also Chaos, a real planet that is sitting at the top of America's birth chart, has a 309 year cycle, and is extremely powerful at this time, particularly as it's entering the sign Cancer, hitting the summer solstice point um, of zero degrees of cancer. Um, and that hasn't happened for ages. I mean, 300 plus years. And so 
in many cases, you'll see, um, particularly in global hotspots where I'm sharing, that's a complement section at Great Pair Enterprises. I do that every two uh, weeks or so. It's complementary, a global hotspot about the new moons and the full moons. We also now are sharing more, much more on the uh, Cosmic Calendar app in what's called AstroFlash. AstroFlash of different stories. They're not necessarily all that long. It's complementary. It's part of, again, if you have the Cosmic Calendar um, on the app, then you can read the different AstroFlash stories. By the way, at the same time, now that we're announcing the birth of GPS Astrology as an online magazine, the first issue will be August 11th, coming up in a couple of weeks, which is the Leo Aquarius full moon. And I want to mention in Esoteric Astrology by Alice A. Bailey, um, I don't have it right in front of me. I wish I did. Otherwise, I would quote from this. The Tibetan master DK, who inspired Alice A. Bailey with over two dozen books. Again, if you go to lucistrust.org, go into Lucis Publishing, you'll see all these incredible books. Um, in Esoteric Astrology, when discussing um, the sign or constellation of Leo, the Tibetan master DK through Alice Bailey explains that the full moon of Leo, which is what we're how we're starting GPS astrology at that point is a time that in the future there will be on earth, this is way in the future, a world religion that will grow out of all the religions and philosophies. This will be Aquarian age, maybe the Capricorn age. Each age lasts for about 2,160 years and we don't even know whether or not the Aquarian age has already started, about to start, will be starting uh, in, in a few decades. So many of the professional astrologers, the Dane Rudyard's, the Mark Edmund Joneses, so many, Robert Hand, all these different people um, who have studied astrology have different marking points for when they think um, the Aquarian age began. It's a very complex subject, but this has to do with constellations and not signs of when the stars of springtime in the Northern Hemisphere are going to shift from the stars of Pisces into Aquarius. So whether that's already happened, happening now, happening over the next several decades, that will launch a 2160 year period where the stars of Aquarius are behind our springtimes. So this has to do with um, the how the earth is rotating, um, the pull on the on the earth from the sun and the moon, um, and it's called precession of the equinox, and also has to do with the 26,000 year cycle of the earth's pole star changing right now, as I said in the article, um, the pole star for the Piscean Aquarian age is Polaris, the North Star. And also through modern astronomy, it turns out that Polaris is not a single star. It's a double star. Some star systems are double or even triple. Uh, we now have this James Webb telescope, which is going to be able to clarify even more than the Hubble telescope of what's out there. Different stars that we thought were single stars are going to turn into double stars or triple stars. All kinds of fascinating things. And that jet James Webb Telescope just gave in the last 48 hours the first extraordinary pictures. I'm sure some of you have heard about that or otherwise you can look that up about the James Webb Telescope that NASA launched. So uh, yeah, I, I'm excited that we're beginning our online virtual astrology metaphysical magazine. I invite everyone to either, we have ads that you can place if you're into astrology, tarot, numerology, or anything else, and you'd like to put ads, um, you'll be able to, if you go to greatfairenterprises.com, there will be several places where you'll see GPS Astrology. That's the new name of the online astrology metaphysical magazine. So again, depending on how quickly you're listening to this, 
if you are able to contact us and you'll see the different connections, particularly to my daughter, Katya Juliet Lerner, writing to her, sending her inquiries uh, that you want to put an ad in, you want to be a sponsor, you want to submit an article. If she's the managing editor, that's one of the things you'll see. So again, if you go to the top of Great Bear Enterprises, it'll either be in the about section or you'll see it somewhere up there and you're looking for GPS astrology. Okay. Now, at the same time, I want to announce something else is that for a long time, I've had a lot of friends say, why are you not on YouTube? And um, this is the 99th podcast. And so I've enjoyed doing all these audio podcasts now for over three years, but I've always wanted to be a part of more video work if possible. So um, we're launching this Saturday, which is July 16th, um, the YouTube channel, um, Mark Lerner Astrology and Tarot, and through short Tarot astrology readings, um, they may be 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I'm not planning on having them be that long. Okay, so they're not going to be like some of the longer podcasts I've done that are two hours or three hours. These are going to be short card readings from different tarot decks. Uh, particularly, I'm going to share about the Aquarian tarot deck created by David Palladini that I brought with me to Fintorn that where I started doing sessions for Eileen Caddy, who had stopped giving out guidance to the community back when I arrived there in 1976. So uh, look for the YouTube channel, uh, Mark Lerner, Astrology and Tarot. Now we're just starting and according to my daughter, we need at least 100 subscribers and we can create a name and we're almost there. It's just that I've never been on there so we didn't have subscribers. So you get this far, we're at 33 plus minutes, please go to YouTube and um, look for Mark Lerner Astrology and Tarot or whatever way you can sort of find me on YouTube and become a subscriber. So hopefully by the time everybody's listening to this, this weekend, July 16 and 17, Saturday and Sunday, by the way, this is being orchestrated, the announcement of GPS Astrology, for a particular reason, just so you know. Um, I try to, or I attempt to, create these podcasts, as I said at the beginning, with certain astrological energies that are guiding this, the podcast itself. And I'm going to do the same thing when I do the video versions with choosing cards from particular decks or maybe showing a chart. And, an astro uh, and a tarot reading simultaneously. So again, in sync with GPS Astrology, even though the official first issue of GPS Astrology will be at the full moon of August 11th. Um, by the way, the connection, I don't know if I actually said it as clearly as I could have. In Esoteric Astrology and during the Leo time period, according to the Tibetan Master DK, when we do have that world religion, whether in hundred years, a thousand years, wherever it shows up, the star Sirius is connected to the constellation of Leo. And the other thing about all that is at another point, he explains that one of the, uh, the, the central star of the actual constellation of Leo is known as Regulus. And the meaning of Regulus is the little king at the heart center of the actual constellation. This is the constellation of Leo, not the sign of Leo. There is a difference. And Regulus was one of the four major stars. If we go back like 2000 plus years, there were four different star energies that were sort of guiding the ancients in the directions of east, west, north, and south. 
Well, Regulus happens to be very close to what we call the ecliptic or the Earth-Sun pathway. So what happens is Sirius is the brightest star. Okay, Sirius, part of the Great Bear, Sirius and the Pleiades of the supernal triangle. But Sirius, even though it's said to be the home of the greater hierarchy of advanced souls and masters and teachers on higher levels, that is sort of the higher level to what we have on Earth of the Jesuses and the Buddhas and the Zoroastras and all these great initiates and Messiah figures that have come through over thousands of years on Earth. We have our own hierarchy, and it's really all who we are, on, whether we know it or not. We are souls and spirits, at least that's what I feel inhabiting bodies we have various lifetimes we go through and we're attempting to all grow and evolve and we're all part of the the human growth evolution as part of our planetary home here on earth and there are these higher levels whether it's called the hierarchy of advanced souls shambhala related to the will of god and more of the spirit parts of our ass of our reality and our personalities which are more connected to who we are in humanity so um it turns out that because Regulus is so close to the ecliptic, so that every year when we hit, it's about July, um, when the sun is about to, excuse me, it's in, in August, right around the time of about August 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Um, that particular time period is when we get um, the sun um, going from Leo and about to go into Virgo. And at that particular time, when the sun hits 29 degrees of Leo and zero Virgo is where the star Regulus is located. And according to the Tibetan master DK, um, there are three energies of Sirius that somehow get channeled through the star Polaris to the earth because the earth-sun connection is super strong when the sun happens to hit the area of 29 plus Leo, zero of Virgo, where the star Regulus is currently energizing. So this has a lot to do with where stars are located in the heavens, and the fact that even though Sirius, the dog star, is so profound in our culture and our mythologies, you know, as part of the Christ child energy, and this advanced hierarchy, undoubtedly connected through ETs and UFOs, if you watch Ancient Aliens and those particular shows, and of course I've been on been fortunate enough to be on um, the George Norrie uh, program with Coast to Coast, uh, been on with Rex Bear in the Leak Project, and other places on radio and TV sharing about all of this and how my own work with the Great Bear got, got started, the Great Bear series and the Pleiades. So the fact that we're beginning on August 11th is in sync with a cosmic energy that will develop over the centuries. Um, that the full moon of Leon Aquarius has a connection to Sirius, and it's explained in um, esoteric astrology in this very profound book that's over 800 pages. Okay, well, that's pretty much it for now. Lots of love and blessings to everyone. I look forward um, to all of you joining with us um, to subscribe and be a part of uh, GPS Astrology, to go visit uh, my uh, YouTube channel, Mark Lerner Astrology and Tarot, which should be starting this weekend, July 16th, and for you to get involved either through submissions of, of your writing or and or advertising and or sponsorships to be a part of what GPS Astrology is all about. And one other little point here is I, I wanted to share or I've shared before, I wrote at, um, 
I had a job basically at the Michigan State News when I was in college at that great university and was fortunate enough to be on their news staff starting in 1968, 69, 70, 71. And sort of got my feet wet in terms of writing at that particular time. And so um, in many ways, this is all part of an interesting thing because I've shared before, particularly in the podcast about my 47 years um, as a psychic astrologer, one of the podcasts, which I recommend listening to at some point if you haven't already listened to that, that my father was a doctor. I was in New York and it was sort of expected that I'd probably be pre-med when I got into college. I was pre-med, but then I shifted into pre-law six weeks later and I just realized this is when I was 17 to 18 years old, that that wasn't my path. I didn't get into astrology and tarot until I was 21, 22 when I graduated from the university. But I after six weeks as a pre-med major, I became pre-law and then I realized I don't want to be a lawyer. So um, somehow by the time I finished my first, sem uh, it wasn't a semester as we were in quarter system at Michigan State, I became a social science major, and that's how I graduated under multidisciplinary social science was my major, okay? And for the last, what is, what is it now, 40, almost 50 years, I've kept wondering why did I get a Bachelor of Art in sociology and social science? And so part of what I realize now is welcome to planet Earth for 20 years was basically a vehicle for astrologers, almost all the people writing, most if not all of them were professional astrologers, and also focusing on what we call mundane or earth astrology. So each of the writers was bringing to the wonderful publication that was fortunate enough to publish and edit um, different views about the nation, about the world. And of course, we had a lot of articles uh, for 20 years. There's over 120 magazines, newspapers and magazines about metaphysics, about the environment, about spirituality, uh, shamans, mentors, uh, women's issues, feminine issues, Roe versus Wade, the, the whole kit and caboodle, politics, presidents, administrations, the void, of course, moon, all these things. And, and the cosmic calendar, the astrology cosmic calendar, calendar with a K, started as the centerpiece of Welcome Planet Earth and is still continuing after Welcome Planet Earth ended its run in 2000, 2001. But GPS astrology, the writers that you're going to see or that you will participate in, you don't have to be a professional astrologer. You could be. You could be focused on mundane or earth astrology and submit your articles and that will be great. But what I'm really looking for is a sort of slice of life of whatever part of society that you are expressing in your own work, in your own ideals and your experiences from any walk of life as a writer with your ideas and so on please consider submitting articles which will then also potentially include connections to any of your blogs or whatever else you're doing and again as i said we have places for advertising and sponsorships i've had 20 over 20,000 downloads of the mark learner astrology radio podcast 1500 plus uh, downloads of Astrology in Five, which is the shorter five-minute ones, particularly about my book, Mysteries of Venus, that was self-published back in 1986. That's also on the CK app. So whether I'm doing a five-minute wrap on a, uh, Astrology in Five or 45 minutes or an hour or two hours or three hours in these longer Mark Lerner Astrology Radio, all I want to do is say part of what we're looking for 
in this new GPS astrology is how do we utilize astrology as a national world community to increase what I call um, love is goodwill in action, which is the keynote of world goodwill as part of lucistrust.org and also of places like Fentorn and other spiritual communities and intentional communities and meditation centers and yoga retreats and so on. And what we do in our own lives with meditation, affirmation, visualization, so on. So GPS astrology is a mechanism or a vehicle for all of us to sort of become a greater part of the society as a whole on earth. How can we use our social backgrounds, which have been um, in many ways dented and uh, I, I don't want to say destroyed, but I mean definitely changed through COVID and the upheavals we've had in society. This is one of the biggest upheavals we've ever had in terms of society in America, all around the world. We don't know where we're going with these you know, gigantic cycles, as I've shared in so many other podcasts whether it's Pluto coming back in the U.S. chart for the first time ever in the sign Capricorn. For our country, we're also going through Neptune in the sign Pisces going opposite our Neptune in Virgo from, from the U.S. birth chart, Declaration of Independence for July 4th, 1776, discovering all these other outer planets since the late 90s and 2000s, Sedna, Eris, as I said, the real planet chaos, many of these other planets, Quaor, Varuna, Ixion, I mean, the list keeps going on. All kinds of other centaurs like Shariklo, uh, Pholos, uh, one of these centaur bodies and so on. All of these things, these other planets and asteroids and centaur bodies that we're discovering, part of our own solar system, and they're all in our charts. A number of the podcasts I've done have been sharing about the the new outer planets in your in your birth chart. There's a whole podcast on that from last year that, that if you haven't listened to, I'd recommend. Okay, well, as usual... I share a lot of things in these, and I'm just hoping everybody gets involved. And remember, we have all these cool reports, too. Um, uh, astrology, these three-in-one reports. One of them is on the asteroids um, and Chiron, uh, three different reports all on sale. Then there's another one, um, get into your progressions, um, that has to do with your solar arc progressions, life progressions. And the timeline report where you're getting to what are called lunar or tertiary progressions, and that's a new creation. All of these are discounted from a pretty high price of $150 plus to only $89.99. And also to get into um, the future, um, which is uh, a sky within report, a skylog report for a whole year, and a numerology report. So you'll see them in the special offers uh, back at Great Bear Enterprises, a tab. It will have a yellow little uh, color there. And if you click on special offers, you'll see all these different things that we have available, including e-gift cards, my telephone consultations, um, joining the School of Planetary Studies, which has 36 classes. So there's my little usual advertising thing that I don't like to do, but I'm always told by everybody I got to do it one way or another in order to share about the different varieties of things that are available at greatparententerprises.com and now which will be on GPS Astrology and the YouTube channel. So we got a whole bunch of new things coming up and I'm really excited about it. Thank you very much for all your support, your kind blessings, and I look forward to uh, connecting with you over the next couple of months and just get ready for GPS Astrology first edition full moon August 11. Sun and Leo, Moon and Aquarius. It's connected to the star Sirius. It's in esoteric astrology. It's in a lot of these great traditions. And we're connecting to the stars. We always have been. The fixed stars, the constellations, they're still a part of 
your chart, my chart, all of the, the charts of nations and world leaders, um, and anything we start at any moment of time. The stars are a part of all this, as well as the constellations, particularly the Great Bear, Sirius, and the Pleiades. We can't forget about them. And to me, they are a supernal triangle of the father, mother, and Christ child on the highest levels, as well as connecting to our concepts of Shambhala on earth where the will of God is known and the hierarchy where all our soul energies are present, as well as humanity where we're primarily living as soul-infused personalities. And whatever we can do to strengthen Mother Earth and the kingdoms of nature, the, the uh, animal kingdom, the plant kingdom, the mineral kingdoms, and other unknown levels of realms of consciousness within the earth that in many ways are explored in uh, the books by Alice Bailey and Tibetan uh, Master DK of different different beings and life forms in the earth that have never really been fully understood and discovered. Okay, so we go back to the idea of gnomes and dwarves and so on in myth mythology and fairies. Fintorn in particular um, has a very strong connection to uh, and was first written up years ago in a book called The Secret Life of Plants. And you might have uh, seen some of these other books, The Magic of Findhorn. Uh, uh, Paul Hawken, uh, the economist, wrote a book that became made Findhorn rather popular called The Magic of Findhorn and so on. Uh, at any rate, there's a whole history there about Findhorn. I feel very grateful to have been part of the Findhorn community and so many of my friends and people who are the writers for in Welcome to Planet Earth were also part of Fintorn, and I imagine they're going to come up too and be part of GPS astrology. So a lot of the people who are going to become uh, frequent writers um, will have a background in metaphysics, um, alternative holistic healing, naturopathic uh, healing, dream analysis, um, as well as astrocartography and so many other things. So it'll be a really exciting project to bring in all these shall we say, sociological parts of the field of astrology and how we build together the concept of goodwill is love and action as part of astrology as we link up to the heavenly triangle of the Great Bear series and the Pleiades. Okay, take good care, everybody, and we'll be back. Um, I have a plan for podcast 100 and 101, uh, two exciting topics that will be coming up in the next couple of weeks. Okay, bye for now. Mm -hmm.